I have the strong belief that we as entrepreneurs, right, as entrepreneurs, it's not possible for us to compartmentalize the areas of our life um, that, you know, that we, that we occupy. So uh, to me, it doesn't make sense for us to try to compartmentalize the personal and the professional. Um, and for that reason, I strongly encourage, you know, my students and, and you, listener, right? I strongly encourage you to really take account of what's important in your personal life first. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about quarterly planning and how we can do it a little bit better. So um, at the time of this recording, we are just wrapping up the end of Q1 and we're moving into the second quarter of the year. And one of the things that I found to be very helpful, useful, impactful, um, really game-changing, to be honest, inside of my own business is to make space and make time for quarterly planning so that I can not only take a look at what has worked well or perhaps what needs to be changed from the past quarter, the past three months, but also so that I can have a really clear game plan as to what's going to be my priorities and also uh, what my goals are and what milestones I'll have um, to meet inside of the next um, upcoming quarter, the next three months, right? And so I want to share with you today three tips for better quarterly planning so that you also can feel super empowered inside of your business to make decisions in a more strategic way and so that you're not just looking you know, towards, um, towards these upcoming months uh, feeling like you want to progress, but you're not really sure what exactly that means, right? So if you you're not currently using quarterly planning inside of your business strategy, I want to strongly, strongly encourage you to take heed of what I'm sharing with you today and uh, to consider implementing quarterly planning um, in your regular um, business processes, right? Um, because it's so important for us to to be mindful of the direction that we're headed. And y'all already know, I preach this from the mountaintops, your actions must be aligned with your aspirations. And the only true way that you're going to be able to guarantee that is to have a very clear uh, vantage point of the direction that you're headed and what it's going to take for you to get from point A to point B. Now, One of the things that's really helpful for me, especially when we're in this space between quarters, as we're kind of wrapping up one quarter and moving into the next, is taking inventory of um, what has, again, what has worked really well, what things I've enjoyed, um, and also perhaps where I might identify opportunities for improvement. So what didn't work? What um, felt more draining to me than exciting for me? In what ways did my business... um, feel heavy or in what ways did my business allow me space to play and to feel really good, right? And so 
Before looking forward into the upcoming quarter, I really want to encourage you to take just a second, just a second, <laughs> to look back over the past three months, right? Look back towards um, the beginning of the year until now, right? And I want you to, to really consider what has worked well for you and what things you'd like to change. Once you have those things kind of in the forefront of your mind, then now is a great point, you know, that's a great point in time for you to then kind of lean into um, beginning this quarterly plan process. So I have these three tips that I want to share with you today. And if quarterly planning is something that excites you, if it's something that, um, or it's something that's new to you and you're just interested in trying, I really want to encourage you um, to take what I'm what I'm sharing and begin to implement it right away. And even if you, you know, feel incomplete, or even if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, right, with, with doing your quarterly planning for this first time, perhaps, um, i I truly believe that these tips will help you to have a more effective um, process as you're looking forward, okay? So the first of these tips is I want you to build your plan around the life that you want and not vice versa, okay? So what does that mean exactly? When I say this, what I'm referring to is that you are building a business that is um, based also in real life, (laughs) right? And so I have the strong belief that we as entrepreneurs, right, as entrepreneurs, it's not possible for us to compartmentalize the areas of our life um, that, you know, that that we occupy. So to me, it doesn't make sense for us to try to compartmentalize the personal and the professional, um... And for that reason, I strongly encourage, you know, my students and and you, listener, right? I strongly encourage you to really take account of what's important in your personal life first. Now, that may seem a little bit counterintuitive. And actually, for me, when I sit down and do my quarterly planning, oftentimes I'm surprised by how much time I actually want to set aside for my personal life. But this is the thing. What's the point of starting a business? What's the point of engaging a business and growing a business that's actually going to leave you burnt out? Or what's the point of um, growing a business that is not going to make space for the lifestyle that you actually hope to live? right? And so for that reason, prior to even looking at the business metrics and what you want to do and how you want to grow and all of this, I think it's the, it's more important for us to go ahead and take account of what's important to you at the personal level. Remember that you are the uh, conduit, right? You are the conduit of your business's success. You as the entrepreneur, you as the artist, right? Um, you as the operator of the business and ultimately the CEO of the business. If you're not well and if you um, aren't feeling you know, not only well supported, but also if you're not feeling complete, if you're not feeling fulfilled, that's going to show up in your work. Um, and it's going to show up in the ways that you, that you arrive to the table for your business and in the ways that you advocate for your business and the ways that you, um, might choose to, um, to grow your business overall. Right. And so this is why I suggest that we start here. So take account of what's important to you in your personal life. That will include things like, um, you know, looking in, you know, look at the calendar, look for the next upcoming three months. Is there time off that you want to take, right? Maybe that's if you want to have planned time off um, in the form of vacation time. Um, Are there any holidays? Are there birthdays? Are there anniversaries? Um, Is there general time that you want to take off for your own rest, right? What are your actual days off? Are you working a seven-day week? I hope not, right? I hope that that's not the case. And so um, if that's so, all right, so what are you going to be your days off? Like go in and mark that time um, as time that's to be intended just for you, right? Um, And not only are we 
you know, pointing to those things that are like standout dates on the calendar, but even I want you to consider what does it take for you to feel well rested, right? Um, do you feel good having, you know, working a three day work week, working a four day work week? Maybe you want to have a rotating sort of time off uh, ritual um, or rotation, right? If that's the case, let's get that onto the calendar. Um, the time that you need for your own rest and relaxation and restorative habits, that is a priority because if you're not feeling rested, restored, um, and really fulfilled, and, you know, uh, able to really occupy your entire capacity, you're not going to show up in your business in the ways that, um, that really feel good and in the ways that are actually going to propel you towards success. So, um, while it may sound counterintuitive, actually one of the, <laughs> one of the homework assignments that I most often, uh, assign to the entrepreneurs who are working with me inside of my program is to take time off to rest, to step away from work. And there's a reason for that, right? I want to make sure that you, um, as the conduit of your business's success, are, you know, being well-maintained and you're being well taken care of, okay? So that's the first tip. Tip number one, build your plan around the life that you want and not vice versa. So we're not building the business plan first. We're building first the time in for what's important to you on a personal level. The second tip that I have for you is for you to consider how much you actually desire to work in the quarter. So here's where we're shifting gears just a little bit. We're shifting our our perspective just a little bit. And instead of... um, you know, looking at it from that personal angle, it's in this space that we're actually looking at what does this look like logistically from the business side? So do you want to maintain full-time hours, for example? Do you want to be part-time? Do you want to have flexible hours? Are you, as we're going into Q2, um, do you want to have seasonal hours, right? We're now going into what's quote-unquote the peak season, right? The peak henna season is typically Q2, Q3. And so if there are extended hours that you want to, to offer, then now's the time for you to be considering that, right? But this is going to help you assess how you need to structure your rates as well so that you're balancing both your time and your revenue goals, right? So when we take note or we take inventory of how much time we actually want to spend inside of our business, then we have a container within which we know that we have to work, right? And so when we are setting our rates, when we're deciding um, what our services are going to be um, and uh, how many how many clients we intend to serve or are willing to serve within you know a 24-hour period, for example hey, like this is something that we want to have in mind. Now, remember, as we are setting our rates, look, we don't set our rates just on a whim. When we're setting our rates, we're actually, you know, we're following a formula. We're setting our rates in a way that's going to respect not only our revenue goals, but also um, our that time container and that that um, boundary around the time that we, do, that we do wish to dedicate to our workspace, right? And so, um, I want you to, or I would suggest to you that you do really get very clear on how many hours do you actually want to work each week <laughs> or each month, right? Um, and then build your um, build your rates and everything around that so that you can balance out both your time and your revenue goals. All right, so that's tip number two. Go ahead and consider how much you actually desire to work during the quarter and then make any adjustments necessary to your rates and um, and your, avail- your availability in order to support that goal, right? Now, our final tip is for you to break this all down into trackable milestones, all right? So here's the deal. 
There are a number of goals that you're going to want to set for yourself in your quarterly planning. We've got this aspect around um, personal time. We have this around the time that you're going to spend actually working. You're also going to want to set goals around things like revenue, um, like growth, like engagement, right? These things that are um, metrics, uh, we call them KPIs, right? Key performance indicators that are going to, that are representative of growth in your business that uh, are actually revenue generating as well, right? Or are representative of revenue uh, generation overall, right? And so as you set these goals, we also need to break these things down into projects with very trackable milestones so that we can know if we're headed in the right direction or not. So here is where I want to challenge you to be as specific as possible with very action-oriented tasks that will move you from one part of the project into the next, right? Um, And so, for example, if you're saying, I want to increase my Instagram following uh, by 500 new new followers in Q2, well, great, that's a wonderful goal. And also, what does that look like? right? What is it going to take for you to actually experience that growth? Um, It may be that you are, um, you know, going live regularly. Maybe it's something that you are doing, like implementing a strategy around producing a number of reels, a particular number of reels every week. Um, Maybe that's that you're posting to your feed. Um, Maybe that's that you are going to, um, you know, be collaborating with another artist or with another vendor or business um, to do Instagram takeovers. And you're wanting to do, you know, two of those each month, right? But whatever it is, we want to name the milestone. We want to name the milestone, name the action that you're going to take to move you towards that goal. And then we also want to kind of uh, do a little bit of research, a little bit of um, vetting, if you will, of what it would take in order for you to reach that goal. So for example, if that were our, our goal for growing your Instagram following. So of course, once you've got these milestones mapped out, I also want to encourage you to really um, do a bit of research around what it would take for you to um, to make progress in that arena. So for example, if you're wanting to grow your Instagram following by 500 followers within Q2, great. That's you know a wonderful goal. And also, it's worthwhile to have in mind that on average... Um, organic growth for an Instagram platform is around 3% per month. So what would that mean, right? What numbers do you have right now? Is a 3% increase going to realistically equate to an additional 500 followers? Maybe, maybe not. If so, wonderful. If not, then what will be your plan to really hit the pavement running so that you can have lots and lots of momentum behind you um, to grow that platform, right? So these are things that you kind of want you want to be cognizant of. It's not just setting the goal, right, but also breaking the goal down into smaller actionable tasks, and also being aware of, hey, what does it look like for um, for one to reach this goal to begin with, right? Um, and if you don't know metrics like these, if you're not sure uh, where you can um, find a baseline, well, then you may have to be um, open to experimenting. So using the quarter as um, an opportunity to collect baseline data for yourself, for your business, and then in Q3, continuing with the project. um, But this way, you're doing it in a way also that's more informed um, and in a way that's going to allow for you to make decisions based on what you've seen works well or has not worked well, right? So um, here, just I want to encourage you to really be as specific as possible with these tasks um, so that you are 
very clear about the fact that you're actually making forward motion, right? And by the way, final piece here, please don't forget to put dates on these mini milestones, right? Put dates on these mini milestones, please. <laughs> Each of these milestones should have a date on the calendar, a due date on the calendar. And the reason for that is we don't want to get caught up in perfectionism. Oftentimes, friends, um, perfectionism will, also, will, will kind of sneak in and it will act as, um, it'll act as productivity when really it's just procrastination. I don't want to see that happen for you. One of the things that I um, implement inside of my program and I kind of require of my students is that they move forward, is that they continue to progress even when they feel like the work that they've done isn't perfect. It's not just right yet. And there's a reason for that. Friends, you're not going to reach perfection on the first try. And especially if you're reaching towards a goal that you haven't yet achieved, right? And that is the nature of what we're doing, friends, right? We're, we're hoping to advance. We're hoping to try things that are new. We're hoping to experience new um, uh, new things inside of our businesses, right? And so uh, because of that, <laughs> because of that, it's very easy for us to get caught up in, uh, well, what would make this perfect? But the truth is, you really don't know until after you've completed that milestone, after you've met that goal, what worked really well or what didn't, right? And so uh, perfection is one of those goalposts that's consistently moving. Um, as we have more experience and as we have... Um, a more varied vantage point as we have more perspective and more knowledge, uh, we always look back and can criticize and critique the ways that we chose to do things in the past, right? And so I don't want you to get caught up with perfectionism. Instead, break down these milestones into these mini, you know, break down these these projects into these mini milestones so that you can, um, you know, continue to make forward motion and have a due date for them and hold yourself accountable to those due dates, okay? So that's what I have for you. I'm hopeful that this is really helpful for you just in terms of how you can have a better experience with quarterly planning. I know that one of the things that oftentimes will come up for um, for entrepreneurs as they're putting together a plan is feeling like they have an idea what their milestone is um, or milestones if they have multiple. Um, which, hey, by the way, bonus tip, you don't need 6 million projects in a quarter, okay? Inside of your quarter, literally, I mean, having three large projects is plenty, okay? And uh, with those three large projects broken down into milestones, hey, you're, you're going to be busy enough, right? And so I don't want you to feel like you have to accomplish all the things <laughs> within the next quarter. That's not realistic and actually it can actually set you up for, for failure in the sense that um, if you don't reach the milestones that you'd hoped for, if you um, don't reach the, the um, goalposts, right, that you hope for, it may actually be uh, more of a hindrance to your ego and it may actually be more harmful in that it can um, potentially reinforce feelings of um, of inadequacy, and I don't want that for you, okay? So don't try to overextend yourself, please. Please limit the, the number of projects that you're tackling, but um, oftentimes one of the issues that, that entrepreneurs will have is they'll identify the tasks, but then when they, um, you know, sit down to actually make the plan, it still feels kind of nebulous. And I don't want that for you either. I want you when you sit down to do your quarterly planning for you to feel really empowered and to feel very clear about what you're doing. And I want you to make that plan in such a way that it is uh, respectful of the lifestyle that you're hoping to build and, um, and the business, right? The business 
business that you wish to um, that you wish to grow. Okay. So I'll leave you with that. And my hope is that, um, <laughs> is that this helps you as you're looking into the next quarter and what it is that you're hopeful to accomplish. If you have questions about quarterly planning or if there's something that um, kind of is you know on your mind, feel free. You're welcome to bring it into the Hennepreneur community. Um, drop it as a question. I'd love to, to support you in that way. Or open up the floor for conversation with other headnepreneurs and check and see, hey, what are some milestones? What are some projects that, that you know, that you guys have on, um, on your Q2 planning, right? You may be inspired perhaps to take on a project that didn't come to mind before, or you just might find your next accountability buddy right there inside of the community. So if you're not already a member of the Hennepreneur community, be sure to join us over there. You can find us on Facebook. You can go to hennepreneur.com slash community. And when you join, um, there are a number of questions that we ask you when you come into the community. Be sure to answer those, right? (laughs) When you answer them and you um, enter in your email information, we will send you a number of goodies that will support you right in the stage of business that you're in right now, which also could be really helpful for you even as you're looking at Q2 and thinking, what things might I tackle? Mm, You may have actually some inspiration um, and some guidance just in the resources that I send straight, uh, straight to your inbox. So I'll wrap up for us for now and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.